Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jason Snow on Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021, back for another episode of the Jason Snow Show number 31. Happy to have you aboard on today's show. Good to have you in. And I've been trying to record this all day. This is my third swing at it. I tried to get this up earlier. It just didn't happen. It's kind of like writer's block for podcasters, I think. I mean, I had my notes. I was all ready to go. My takes were thought out. The topics were good. And then I, you know, sat here, hit record, and then nothing came out. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go take a break, come back in a few minutes, hit record again. It w- I didn't have my mojo. I don't know what it is. So here we are again. I had some grapes in between. I, I felt like Ben Simmons trying to shoot a free throw. Whoa, that was out of bounds. Um, God, corny. I don't know. Okay. That was, I bet you just, <laughs> the eye rolls I'm probably getting right now. Um <laughs> Anyway, yes. So I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to plow ahead here. Um, been here <laughs> trying to get this done all day, but sorry, it's a little late. Anyway, so the NBA playoffs have been surging on. Uh, it's really fascinating space we're in the NBA right now. A lot of underdog stories. The Clippers without Kawhi Leonard uh, went by the number one seed in Utah. And then we have Trey Young, underdog story. A small villain, not totally physically imposing takes down the Sixers in seven games and now we have Giannis making his stamp in the east and then we have Devin Booker first playoff appearance now he's in the Eastern Conference Finals and three wins away from the NBA Finals so it's a new era LeBron's out Steph's out KD's out James Harden's out Kyrie's out all the old names uh, not old but you know they're still in their prime but just like the old names throughout the last decade, they're out of things now. And then we have this new wave of young talent. Trey Young, Giannis, Luka made some noise, the Joker. It's really fun. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. So uh, I, I love where we are in the NBA right now. Uh, we're going to have a new champion because you know none of these teams have won a championship since the league merged in 1976. So uh, we're in a really fun spot. But speaking of Ben Simmons, like I teased at earlier, it's we're in a shaky ground in Philadelphia and I'm going to have kind of an off the wall take on this. I'm going to be a little contrarian. So, you know, buckle up, sit back, get some popcorn. And here I go. So think about every, every team in the league, right? The Lakers, Golden State, the Celtics, even Portland, they all have an untouchable player. LeBron, Steph, KD, I named a bunch of them. They all have an untouchable player. I'm here to tell you, Philadelphia doesn't have one. I was gonna, I was gonna come on this show and say you shouldn't give up on Ben Simmons yet. I still might make that case, but Stephen A. Smith came out on first take and got a text from someone. It, it's weird. It's really vague. Someone near the situation. I, that's so vague. That could be like a player that played 20 years ago who's friends with Ben Simmons' dog walker. I don't know. But the information that Stephen A. Smith got was uh, Ben Simmons isn't a hard worker. Uh, he's been coddled by the organization. In essence, I'm not quoting, I'm just paraphrasing, that Ben Simmons um, it, it, it gets babied by the Sixers. I, I don't understand it. But it's gone to the point now where I have to I have to question the foundation of this team because the process has made a lot of noise. People think that it's been a huge success. But Ben Simmons lost a locker room. Embiid, Joel Embiid threw him under the bus after game seven. Doc Rivers doesn't know if he can be the starting point guard on a championship team. And yes, I said Joel Embiid threw him under the bus because he said, you know, the turning point was when we 
didn't take a wide open layup and only made one free throw out of it. Yeah, the same Embiid that had eight turnovers in game seven. Yeah, Ben Simmons' fault. All Ben Simmons' fault. Nope, nope, nope. No, no, Embiid had 31 points, but eight turnovers out of your center and, and you lose on home court. And the Sixers have been pathetic the last three games. Two of them at home, you blow a 26-point lead. You go to Atlanta, you lose that one. Understandable home. I mean, you win that one in game six. I'm sorry. And then you come back to your home floor, momentum, coming off a nice win in Atlanta. And then what happens? You lose to Trey Young, who went 5 of 23, 2 of 11 on threes. You lose to Kevin Herter, who's been a nice story in this series, but overall in his NBA career, just a serviceable starter, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. And you get like 5 points from Ben Simmons, and Embiid has 8 turnovers. I'll I'll let Embiid have 3 turnovers. He has the ball a lot, but 8, 8 out of your center, inexcusable. And I'm going to say something that a lot of people aren't going to like, but now might be the time to trade Joel Embiid. I know you point the finger at Simmons. He can't make a free throw. He can't make a three. He doesn't shoot. But now might be the time to trade Joel Embiid. And I'll get to Simmons in a second. And I know what you're saying. Joel Embiid was top three in MVP voting, averaging 28, 10 rebounds, and three assists. He is one of the best players in the league, and you don't move off him right now. Here's what I know. 27-year-old seven-foot centers playing with a torn meniscus, get like they don't get healthier to me. They really don't, especially with how he plays. He, he's on the ground constantly. Like, <laughs> do you know what you'll have to offer Embiid in about two years? A five-year Supermax worth over $200 million. He played through a torn right meniscus. Those guys, centers, they don't get healthier. Now's the time to trade him. Buy low, sell high. Embiid will never have more value than he has right now. And I remember a time when Chris Dumps Porzingis was determined one of the best, most promising young players in the league. Those crazy Knicks were called clowns for trading him to Dallas. You don't get much in return. What, you get Trey Burke in return? Like, when you get a first-round pick? Okay, but Porzingis, 7-3, can do it all. Floats around the perimeter, can shoot a three. The Knicks were like, oh, you crazy Knicks. You got Porzingis out of town. Dallas is going to be on a 10-year run to championships. Look at that trade now. The Knicks were kind of right. Dallas doesn't know what they're going to do with Porzingis. They're looking at that contract and going, "Ugh." That's kind of like the Kemba Walker deal. That was kind of like the Gordon Hayward year. We're like, he's injury prone. He's passive. Embiid isn't the passive, but he's injury prone. We don't know what we're going to do with Porzingis. Now, Philadelphia doesn't have quite that much doubt in Embiid, but I'm just saying, move him while you can. If next year he gets banged up, I don't want to hear anyone saying, you know, anything. And you think I'm crazy for suggesting to trade Embiid, but look what you can get for him right now. Bradley Beal, a couple first rounders, potentially more. And look around at who's left in the playoffs. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Trey Young, Chris Middleton, Paul George, Kawhi, Drew Holiday. Guards, wings. DeAndre Aiden and Giannis are the outliers. Where are the great centers in the league right now? Carl Anthony Towns hasn't made the playoffs in two years. Jokic swept in the second round. Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year, couldn't guard Terrence Mann on the perimeter. 
when it counted most for Utah in Game 6. You think I'm crazy. Now's the time to trade Embiid. You, you like finance, you like stocks, you sell you sell, you sell your stocks when they're valued most. Now is the time to trade them. What do GMs always do? You wait till the commodity you want to trade to drop, to drop 26 a night. And then the other GM, like Sacramento, goes, Woo-wee! he is valuable. And then he trades you a bunch of picks. And then he gets hurt. Like DeMarcus Cousins, generational talent back in the day with the Kings. What happened? Got hurt. Was never the same. Traded to New Orleans, then got hurt. Never never the same. Signed a veteran's minimum with the Warriors. And now he was with the Lakers, then got hurt again. And then now he's with the Clippers off the bench. So I'm not saying Joel Embiid's not a good player. I'm not saying the the eight turnovers are not an indictment on him. It happens in the playoffs. But now's the time. The fans will hate it. The process, the the supporters of Philadelphia would set the, the Philadelphia by the on the record would light the city on fire if Joel Embiid was traded. But centers don't last that long. He's twenty seven. You can get a king's ransom for him. And here's my next point: you can build around Ben Simmons. Now I'm I was going to come on here and and rant and say don't give up on Ben Simmons. You can still build around him. But now that it's known. He's not mature enough to be a number one guy on a championship team. I have my serious doubts now. But I'll still make the argument. Simmons isn't being used right. You put him as your point center, surround him with a bunch of shooters, like a Bradley Beal if you were to trade Embiid. But otherwise, Seth Curry, Danny Green, you you clear the court for him. You surround him with shooters. He sets the tempo and distributes at a high level. You put him alongside ISO-heavy Embiid and Tobias Harris, two guys that want the ball in their area, just do it themselves a little bit on the wing, and he's standing around watching, almost useless in the half court. And maybe that's an indictment on him, on him and his game, which it absolutely is. He needs to grow more. But his prototype as a player is not being used right within this system, within this current construction of the Sixers. You, you may say, like, he doesn't shoot, he looks scared. Of course, he looks uncomfortable. And I agree with the mental thing, and that completely scares me. The free throws scare me. The three-pointers, not as much, because at, at a point, you know, you are who you are. But the free throws scare me. He's got to get better at that, and he's got to get more aggressive. But I, the mental thing can get fixed. The injuries can't. You can fix Ben Simmons being more confident on the, on the court. You can, you know, play out tempo. You can switch your style of play. You can change your team philosophy. You can get veterans around them. You can't change seven-foot centers playing with a torn meniscus, sliding all over the court, getting hurt. I hope Joel Embiid doesn't get hurt, but that is less fixable than Ben Simmons. I remember a time when Hall of Famer Jason Kidd was once called Asin Kidd because he had no J. Now, <laughs> look at look at his career. Number 11 in all-time three-pointers made with just under 2,000. <laughs> like, that can be changed. Shooting can be changed. Now, does Ben Simmons have, like, does he have the motor to get better at that? I'm not worried about threes. I'm just worried about free throws. You need to have your floor general on the court at the end of games. Look at Kevin Porter Jr. If you don't know who Kevin Porter Jr. is, um, second or third year in the league, was drafted by Cleveland, um, only spent 
a couple of months there from my recollection, had a tantrum in the locker room, had some real personal baggage. Um, there was a screaming match, just not, not in a good spot in Cleveland. So the Cavs gave him up for a heavily protected second round pick to Houston. And that second round pick was so heavily projected that if it conveys at all to Cleveland, they'll be throwing a parade. So they just gave up on him for almost nothing. Kevin Porter Jr. goes to the Rockets, was coached by John Lucas, who was, you know, believed that he could potentially fix the issue. And now he's the youngest player to ever score 50 points in an NBA game. Your game and mentality can open up if you're in a prosperous situation, if you're in the right situation. Ben Simmons is not in the right situation in Philadelphia. He just isn't. With that mold, with that team, with that structure, it's not right. To align it to the NFL, it's kind of like asking Lamar Jackson, hey, go be the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. You want Lamar Jackson to lead your air raid offense? Lamar Jackson is a superstar in the NFL. He wouldn't be as good in Kansas City in an air raid offense than he is in Baltimore with those tools. Baltimore's a run-centric team. That's where he fits best. Heck, you know, he might even fit best in Tennessee. Just ask Derrick Henry. But you, you get you understand my point. Your team philosophy matters most. That's why around the, the NFL draft time, it matters what you inherit. Sam Darnold inherited nothing in, in New York. His career there flamed out. Patrick Mahomes inherited Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, just an offensive arsenal that couldn't be rivaled. Now he's on top of the world. Coincident? Would, would Patrick Mahomes be as good in Jacksonville as he would have been in Kansas City? I don't know. But all I, all I know is that if Lamar Jackson, it, it just reminds me to Lamar. Lamar's a great player, former MVP. Would he be that in, I don't know, Detroit? Probably not. And Ben Simmons is going to get traded this offseason. He's going to get traded. And to be honest with you, it might just work out for the better for him. Because if you put him in Golden State, oh, if you put him in Golden State, that's the that's the best fit possible. You just let him defend. You don't make him be the alpha dog. Steph, Steph's your alpha dog. Clay's coming back. You got shooters. Draymond Greens. He's the motor. He can just fit. He can float. He can be your defender. He can bring the ball up at times. You can run Steph off screens. It's going to be perfect if he goes to Golden State. You can also put him in Portland. You can also... Um, what other what other situation would be good for him? I just thought Golden State would be perfect. Phoenix, maybe, as as well, if they're looking to make a move. But... Ben Simmons is likely going to get traded. He lost the city. He lost the locker room. He lost the coach. He lost it all in Philadelphia. I'm not saying he's a perfect player. He's far from it. But I'm not selling my Ben Simmons stock. You put him in the right situation, he'll be fine. In Philadelphia, simply wasn't that. But Embiid's, just going back to Embiid, I know I'm teetering back and forth here. Embiid's value is never going to be higher than it is right now. I would not put the future of my franchise in the hands of such an uncertainty. The fans love him. Heck, I love him. I love his game. He's a top 10-ish player in the NBA. Deserving MVP award. You know, he flirted with the award, deservingly so. But things are going to get really shaky in Philadelphia. They're in a weird spot. Daryl Morey came out and said, 26 other teams would trade for our situation. That's how good we have it. I agree they have all the talent in the world, but they've got to figure this thing out. And I think a trade is imminent. 
and maybe they won't trade the right guy. But Ben Simmons has a bright future in the NBA if he if he fixes his free throw thing. If the right if they build around him, if the right team gets him, he's got a bright future. Now it's all about him to take the reins. Uh, good to have you in. I, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate on that Embiid stuff. I love Joel Embiid. I really do. He's a great player. But look at look at the centers. They get hurt. Once they're hurt, it's chronic. I would not want to sign a five-year deal worth over $200 million for that. Yao Ming, hurt constantly. Porzingis, uncertainty. DeMarcus Cousins, fringe in the league. Uh, it's not an indictment on his game. Yao Ming's a Hall of Famer. Porzingis was one of the brightest stars the league had a couple of years ago amongst young players. And DeMarcus Cousins was a perennial all-star. And I look at guys like Carl Anthony Towns who don't get hurt. They don't make the playoffs. Maybe that's more Minnesota than Cat, but still. Jokic without Jamal Murray made it past Portland, but got swept. Like, look around. Giannis is the only one. And and Ayton, though he has the support of Booker and Paul. Giannis, who knows where Giannis would be with Chris Middleton putting up 35 and 10? Who, like, who knows where Giannis would be? This is a guard and wing league. That's what it's all about. Philadelphia is in a weird spot. They have a, I don't know, go go bear. The three-time defensive player of the year can't guard the ninth best clipper in in a game six with their backs on the wall. Okay, I'm not building around centers. I know that for sure. So let's touch on the, the rest of the conference finals. Atlanta, Milwaukee, tipping off tonight. You know, I, I I called Milwaukee a you know a fake contender, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, earlier on in the playoffs. I was wrong on Milwaukee. I, they beat Brooklyn, though Brooklyn was hurt. Um, but that went way over my head. I was not expecting Chris Middleton to step up the way he did to you know Giannis free throw rules. He's still not a creator off the dribble, but they've got as good a shot as anyone. And you know, my it's weird because. I was trying to think of who I would pick to win this series, Hawks, Bucks, and, you know, everyone's saying Milwaukee, but honestly, that just might be the way Atlanta wants it. Or like New York, <laughs> the, the the corporate, you know, hub of America, New York, is is rooting against him, villain. So, you know, he's been doubted in that series, doubted in the Philadelphia series by everyone under the sun, pretty much. And now he's being doubted against Milwaukee and now it's kind of like well he fits that mold now he's comfortable in that mold now it you know some teams I, I'm not going to lump them into it but I've seen teams where like they're not as good as the favorite as they are the underdog at right now Atlanta is as good as an underdog as, as the league has if they were to be the favorite who knows how that series would would pan out but right now they're the they're the giant slayer and they've they've got a good shot so I think it's a really tough series I guess my gut would still lean Milwaukee because this is a fast ascension for Atlanta I still give him a good shot in the series I still give him a good fight but you're talking lottery to NBA finals for that team I, I just don't know what their ceiling is in this playoff Milwaukee's been at this a while they've been in the playoffs for years and years and years so like I guess it's their time to really step up and get on that final stage um if I were a betting man I'd be more comfortable with, with betting on the bucks but uh I'm just saying Atlanta is going to be comfortable 
<laughs> and and Trey Young, by the way, and, and Atlanta is really in a, in a good spot because they they're being more diverse as a team. We're like. They don't have to rely on Trey Young for everything. And you saw it in game seven, where Trey Young is still evolving as a player. Before Trey Young, a lot of young guards too, if you're not shooting well, you typically don't play well. Trey Young now went, I, I said it earlier, five of twenty-three, still won. Two of eleven on threes in a three centric league in a three centric league, excuse me. They still won. They still controlled the tempo. They he was still an elite distributor. Trey Young's evolving before our very eyes. And I was worried coming into this series and throughout the playoffs, actually, how would he deal with bigger, longer defenders? Ben Simmons. Um, New York was a long rangey team itself. How would he do against that? Because small point guard, inexperienced, never been to the playoffs before. How would he deal with it? He's lived up to it. <laughs> he's totally embracing the villain role. He's shooting well outside of game seven. He's shooting well. He's he's doing it all, and he, he's one of the top young players in the league. I'd love to build around him. He fits the current stature of the league. He is just otherworldly. So I think he fits this underdog role. Milwaukee's got a, they've got a task to do that. They just should not take this Atlanta thing serious. Um, they shouldn't take it lightly. I should say. Um, so I guess I would take the Bucks, but I think it's a long series. But I would not be shocked in the slightest if Atlanta, uh, you know catches them up you know off guard especially earlier on in this series but heading out west before we wrap up phoenix in the clippers phoenix ever since that denver series i i was a denver guy throughout the playoffs i was like jamal murray he's not your offensive hub you can kind of monte morris Composo shot well i figured you know they'd be able to make up for that phoenix just came came out and stomped that <laughs> they were just like yeah no uh denver you're not doing anything um so now phoenix i think you know the ball's in their court they face a clipper team without Kawhi leonard uh they take a 1-0 lead devin booker is just unstoppable and i talk about trey young as one of the best young players devin booker is ascending into uh, just an otherworldly player and he's got time he's got room to grow i'm not i'm not stephen a smith saying he's the next kobe bryant for god's sake oh god one playoff run. He's not even all the way through it, and you're calling him Kobe, one of the seven best players ever. How unfair is that? Oh, this, you know you know what? Let, let's just go off here. Let's just you know go all the way. Let's push it to the edge. Stephen A., I gave you credit earlier for the, uh, for the information about the Simmons thing, although the source was kind of vague. Someone close to the organization. He can't really give it away because sources won't be able to trust you later on, but that just seemed, you know, you know what I mean. You call Devin Booker the next Kobe, which I understand. He, to a degree, he is that prototype. He's cut from that style cloth where like mid-range, he's an assassin, he can close you out. But defensively, he's not Kobe. Athletically, he's not Kobe. Mentality, he isn't Kobe. He, I guess, you know, if you were to look at the landscape of the NBA and say, what player reminds you of Kobe most, it'd be Devin Booker. But that's, that's a different discussion from, he's the next Kobe Bryant. Like, can we slow down a little bit? Can we slow down? Kobe's probably the second, third best player I've ever seen. I'm not putting Devin Booker in that same remote discussion, not even halfway through his first playoff run. He's never been in the playoffs before. Uh, Dovin Mitchell, the best player in jazz history. The second leading scorer in NBA history was a member of the Utah Jazz. The all-time assist leader was a member of the Utah Jazz. 
a duo that had been to the NBA Finals a handful of times, lost to Jordan, didn't win a ring. They're not as good as Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is outstanding. Again, Booker, Young, Mitchell, Tatum, best young players in the game, Luka, Zion, John Morant. Not missing any names, am I? They're the next. They're the next wave. The best player in Jazz history for Donovan Mitchell. I love him. He's sensational. Thirty-seven against the Clippers in Game Six. I love this game. The best player in the history of the franchise. Stephen A's World's a new show. You get, he wants the ratings, but can we can we slow down a little bit? Can we? I understand you cover the the landscape of sports for years and years and years and decades and decades. You got to find stuff to talk about. You find you have to be contrarian. You have to step out the box. You have to be yourself. You have to be an original. You have to be a little off the wall. Heck, I said trade Embiid. I don't know how realistic that is, but just proposing something. You have to be that way. You have to be theatrical. But Stephen A, can we please slow down on dethroning NBA legends? For guys that aren't even 24, uh, just saying. All right, uh, Stephen A. Rant aside, good to have you in on number 31. It has been a pleasure, and I will see you again on Friday. Take it easy.